Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Make and Decorate podcast. I'm Stephanie, and this is Season 3, Episode 68, originally published on April 15, 2021. And if you're in the United States, that is Tex Day. However, this year, we have an extension again, so that won't be until May. Well, mid-April can't believe it's mid-April already. It just feels like it's flying by. And um, even though we're still kind of in the in the midst of this pandemic, uh, I think that um, things are slowly returning back to normal. Uh, People are getting vaccinated. And um, uh, yeah, it's it's just been um, it's been a strange year, of course, but um, now that spring is starting to set in and um, we're just, um, I think everyone probably has some cabin fever and and wants to get out in the nice weather and do whatever, you know, that they love to do, whether it's gardening, sports, whatever. Um, so it's nice to see that the weather is going to start to change. However, <laughs> we have more wacky weather here again. So last week, we had very unseasonable temperatures in the 80s. And it was so hot. Is I mean, we went from like, you know, 40, 50 to 80. That's like a 40 degree difference. And um, it's just too much for me too fast. <laughs> I know I am weird. I I already know that I'm weird, but um, I, I I just am not a hot weather person. Um, I like the moderate weathers. And then by the time we get into August, I have grown used to the warmer weather and the warm summer breezes feel very nice. And and then I enjoy it. But you know, in March and April, uh, I really enjoy my you know, abnormal average temps of like 50s and 60s. I like to go through that transition. (laughs) Um, So, but you know what? Here we are. Uh, I got what I asked for because this week we are back into the 50s and um, it may get up into the low 60s. In fact, today I think it did, but, um, and then we're getting some rain and I know a lot of people are just like, oh, grumbling and stuff like that, but I'm like, yay, (laughs) Uh, and, and we need the rain. We haven't had enough rain. Uh, and so just a little bit of rain, not monsoonous rain, but this is really nice spring rain that we're getting. So yeah, it's all good. It is all good. And my daffodils are at their peak. They are in full bloom. They are gorgeous and beautiful. And right behind them, because I have those planted in front of the tulips, the tulip bulbs are right there and they're getting ready. They're getting ready to bloom. And I can't wait for all this wash of color. Um, 
but uh, it's still super early spring. So that's the only thing that's blooming around here in the Chicago area, other than the trees. I love when the trees go into bloom. This part of spring is like my favorite. I love when the trees get these super bright chartreuse green starts to the leaves. And I've been seeing that. Magnolia trees have bloomed. They're gorgeous. Forsythia um, bushes are in full bloom. The, the trees and everything around here are just so pretty. It's just gorgeous. You wish that they could stay like um, blooming for <laughs> longer than they really are. I mean, they bloom so quickly and then the leaves come out. So um, I would just like them to like bloom for at least a month straight. Wouldn't that be lovely? Wouldn't that be so nice? But um, but there's there, I will take it. I will take the beauty, the fleeting beauty that is the spring tree blooms. So, uh, also, last week, I got my first dose of the vaccine. Yay! Um, I went, it was um, in the city, and when I went, um, it was actually a really beautiful day. Uh, blue sky and sun, and it was in the parking lot of the United Center. That is where the Chicago Bulls play basketball and the Chicago Blackhawks play hockey. And we also have seen many concerts there. So it is on the west side of the city and directly straight east of there is the Chicago skyline. And you can see the Sears Tower like plain as day, and then some more of the skyline. And it was just so beautiful. I was taking pictures. Um, and I know the Sears Tower is called the Willis Tower, but I am old enough to call it the Sears Tower forever because that's what it was my entire life growing up. Uh, okay, so yeah, it was a drive through. It was um, very organized, and the National Guard were administering the shots. And um, you, when you got into the parking lot, I mean, I have never seen so many orange cones before, but that's it was highly organized. And then <laughs> there was a security guy on a platform, like a security type high. Uh, risen platform with a megaphone and he kept yelling uh, on his megaphone every time someone tried to to like step out of their car because you're in a line and you're waiting in your car um, to go through. And I cannot tell you how many people are trying to get out of their cars because he kept like saying, get back in your car. Do not get out of your car. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just... um it was interesting. So um, we got through. It really wasn't that long of a wait. And I did have an appointment. They also had at this place a walk up where anybody can just walk up with no appointment. But I can't imagine what the wait time would be there. And that was actually kind of a chilly day, even though it was beautifully sunny. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> yeah. So we get to the drive through tent where they're administering the shots and it's set up. There's like five lanes and in between each lane, they're back to back 
administering the shots and but they're they're working very swiftly so um the 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 guy dropped my first shot on the ground and um he was funny. He was like, oh, that was awkward. But he got me a new shot and and it was fine and it was very smooth. And off we were. We were uh, driving out of the tent. And then there was another line with all the orange cones to get out of the parking lot. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it was um, it was really good. And then as soon as we exited the parking lot, I got a text message saying, here is your second appointment. So it was exactly three weeks from the day at the same time. It was really great. So, um, so yeah, I didn't have too bad of reactions. It was really similar to flu shot. Like I said before, um, the arm got really sore, was super tired and some headaches. Um, so we'll see how the next one goes. But um, I'm I'm glad that um, I don't know. It's so weird. It's like such a relief once you get that first shot. I I, I it would it's like this um, weight lifted off of my shoulders. It's just I got to speak for myself and my experience um, with that. So um, uh, I am looking forward to the second one. Although I'm not looking forward to the um, reactions because. Uh, my doctor told me that uh, the second shot of this Pfizer one that I got um, tends to hit harder on the second shot. So I was like, oh, thanks a lot. Thanks for telling me that. That's what I have to get, <laughs> look forward to. <laughs> uh, so, oh, well. Uh, all right. Let's let's move off of that topic. Um What I am making. So I'm making a lot of dishcloths. I have made what, like about five dishcloths in the last week or so, um, because all because of my mom had requested some more dishcloths and she wants some for her birthday coming up in May. Uh, so, and I talked about this um, scrubby yarn and um, it, it, it's really uh, pretty. These, these skeins of or balls of yarn, um, that come in sort of like a variegated mix. And um, as you make this dishcloth, the one that I'm making is very basic. It's like one of those um, super old patterns that's been around forever. And it's kind of like non copyrighted and stuff. Just like, you know, quilt block patterns like the log cabin. Um, so you start at the bottom and you only cast on four stitches and you end up going up making the dishcloth from one corner to the next um, on the bias. So this variegated yarn worked so pretty. And it's not only variegated, but um, after so many yards, then it switches to a different textured yarn and a different color. So I have a variegated of the scrubby, turns into a solid um, regular cotton yarn and then um, goes back to the scrubby. Then it goes to a variegated cotton yarn, back to a solid scrubby, back to a solid cotton yarn. And, and then that repeats to the very beginning. So it's a very nice repeat of different 
um, colors of yarns and different variations of the variegated yarns. And because you're doing this on the bias, it ends up making these really cool diagonal stripes on the dishcloth. It's really cool. Um, and uh, But the only thing is the scrubby part of the yarn for me was uh, quite difficult to, to work with because it's so like uh, scraggly textured that it's hard to uh, make sure that you have the right um, you know part of the yarn uh, that you're pulling through because there's so many little tiny yarns sticking up uh, from the scrubby part. But after a while, I got the hang of it. It just is definitely more challenging to work with than just the plain cotton textured thread is much more smooth. So you can see exactly what you're doing because your your needle kind of gets lost in this mass of, of fluffy um, yarn. So I've made a bunch of those. But then after like five more of these, I was like, I want to do a different design. So... Um, last night I downloaded another um, pattern, free pattern, and this time it's not on the bias. Um, you cast on 33 stitches and I think you're going from bottom to top. So I'm going to try that out because um, I wanted to switch to the design because this one has a border and what separates the border and the rest of it is just um, uh, holes, like a little trim it's like I don't know eyelet or whatever uh but um the the one that I downloaded has a border uh that's a different stitch than the main a part of the dishcloth and it looks pretty and um I think it's still kind of like a basic pattern because I am still a novice when it comes to knitting but I find it really very fun, very soothing, and um, I can do it while I watch TV. Uh, what else I'm working on is I got the baby quilt quilted last weekend. And, um, well, it's almost done. I have like literally one and a half sides of the outermost border to finish. It's like very little bit. And I was trying so hard to get that done the day I quilted this. Because it's a baby quilt, I pretty much quilted almost the whole thing in a day. And I just couldn't get that last part done because um, uh, I had been quilting for so many hours. And when you get to that point where you're starting to get tired and then you see how close you are to being done and you just want to have it. You just want to get it done. Uh, so then either, well, you start rushing and then um, that last outer border, I'm doing stitch in the ditch on those diagonal half square triangles. And uh, so I was starting to veer <laughs> from the ditch. And uh, so uh, that happened a couple, a few times. Well, several times. And I was just like, if I can just power through this and get it done. But then I just realized and I'm like, you know what? I have to stop because it's 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 not 
it's not looking as it should. So um, I I stopped, and so I will have to finish that, and then it'll be all quilted, and I can cut it, cut it, and bind it. And uh, I'm really happy with what quilting I've done so far. It, it's all free motion, and when I did the practice, I did a practiced piece and I made a little mini quilt out of it. I posted that on my Instagram. If you want to take a look at the mini um, version of this quilt and um, on that one for the borders, uh, I used a walking foot, but when then I switched to the free motion foot to do the rest of it. So then when I was ready to start the real deal quilt, um, I thought, do I really want to switch back to the walking foot right now? I've got the free motion on here. I've got the, the Supreme slider on the bed of the machine. And, um, so I'm like, well, let me try, um, stitching. Cause the walking foot part would be the part around the straight parts around the borders and the inside of the, you know, the main panel, the borders are printed. So, um, I I tried it. I, I just left the free motion foot on and I was on the one side of the border. The inner border is gray. And to my surprise, uh, I, it worked. I did really well. So I continued and um, didn't have to change the foot. So I did um, really fun designs in the borders. And then... I did um, a, a variegated thread of pastel colors, very cute for a baby quilt. Um, they they change from colors of pink to yellow to blue to like a, a turquoise green um, or a mint green. And um, so I, that I did inside of the bunny in a meander stitch. There's the whole white background around the bunny. And so I switched my thread to white so that it would, um, cause if I were to do that with the variegated thread, then it would all blend and you would barely see a differentiation from the bunny to the background. So I'm glad I did that because when I did the white and I did the background in loops, loop-de-loops, really cute. Um, it worked perfectly. It did exactly what I wanted it to do. Uh, so um, I will post pictures of, I, I'll see how far I can get this weekend. I'll post pictures of the progress and uh, when it gets finished. There was a really fun quilt to make though. With all the different types of decorative um, embellishments I did on that little baby quilt, um, and I think because it was a small baby quilt, it was fun because it didn't take forever because it was small. And there's, you know, not like tons and tons of detail, like as you would have on a bigger quilt. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I'm working on getting that done. I... Um, so last episode, I gave a recommendation to a YouTube channel to Emma Jones, and she specializes in uh, English paper piecing. And she uses these 
pre-cut forms inside of her English paper piecing that uh, you don't have to remove. They stay in, they're washable, and uh, they sort of give us support and stabilization to the English paper piecing designs. And uh, I was very intrigued by this, and I needed to find those and try them out. And it is made by a UK company called Ashmead Designs and their pre-cut forms. And um, they are like um, a double-sided stabilizer. That's the way I would describe them. So on the one side, it's a non-woven stabilizer. And on the backside, it's a woven, which reminds me of the Pelon SF-101. And if you make bags, uh, that's a common stabilizer that you use uh, on the back of your cotton fabrics, the SF-101 woven stabilizer. Uh, the the non-woven part reminds me of the non-woven stabilizer that you use for I mean, it's versatile to use it for almost anything. Clothing, um, you can use it in bags and so forth. Um, But it's like, you know, they kind of like smashed them together as a dual-sided type of a thing. They're very flexible, very soft, um, lightweight, and uh, you you use them just like you would use paper um, inserts. Uh, so I used the glue and glued on the fabric onto them and I stitched them together and they, I like the way it turns out. It really does um, kind of give it that crisp stabilization to, to um, the English paper piecing. I made a flower um, with a hexi in the center and um, I got the um, petal shapes, which um they're, they're, the bottom half of the petal shape is a hexy shape, and then the top half is a curve. Uh, so it's really pretty. And I got tiny, <laughs> tiny ones. These are half inch. And then I also got a couple of designs that are three eighths of an inch. Yeah. I have never stitched uh, English paper piecing smaller than three quarters of an inch. So um, I did make a flower from the half inch size and that was fine. It didn't seem too small for me. So, um, but it's so cute. And these are perfect to applique onto little projects like what Emma Jones makes, little little um, zipper pouches and decorative boxes and um, scissors um, cases. Uh, and they can also be applique to clothing. Um, so I, I do really like these, um, these, uh, hexi forms or pre-cut forms. So, um, and I looked for like United States, um, dealers or reps for this product and I didn't really find any, uh, there, there's, they probably are out there. I just didn't find it yet, but I ordered directly from the company in the UK and it was perfect. Um, you order online and they shipped it out so quickly. They have lots of good information. 
in it, which they send to you. They also sell full sheets. So if you wanted to die cut your own with your die cutter or your electronic cutter, you could do that. Uh, so, and, you know, I bought these myself. I'm not sponsored by them. I don't get anything, but I really really do like them and um, you could give it a try. Uh, sewing them, appliquing them onto a quilt, you could definitely do that, uh, but they are a little bit more stiff and um, uh, I don't know, could add some weight to a quilt top um, if you didn't like that, but definitely you certainly could applique them on quilts too. Or pillows. They would be perfect for pillows. All right. So I got those and I'm playing around with that. And the last thing I'll talk about is uh, my silhouette. So I did get the foil quill pens by We Are Memory uh, Memory Keepers. And um, I got them like for a huge discount. And... Um, so that's why I kind of pounced on it. I got the three pen set where there's fine tip, a regular tip and a broad tip. And they are corded and they have a USB that you can plug them to um, a USB. Uh, you know, there's USB outlets built into almost everything now. I, I have a couple of um, surge protector things or, you know, those six six plug well and on the bottom of them there's like two to two to three usb there's usb um outlets put into um you know actual plug um wall outlets now so that's what they are powered by they actually even sell like a little you know if you have those little battery packs that you can charge your phone on the go um they can plug into those too so I just got them. I haven't used them yet, but I also ordered a rose gold foil and I got the metallic cutting mat. So the foil will, will you know, stick to the um, magnetic, did I say metallic? <laughs> magnetic cutting mat. And um, so I'll, I'll see how it goes. But after I got this, I realized because there was an episode of, um, oh, I mentioned that last week as, or the last episode as well, but it's by um, scrapbook.com. It's the podcast. I think it's called Life Handmade. Yeah. Uh, so they talked about now <laughs> they have made a cordless version of these pens. So I looked to see what it looked like online and everywhere you see is they are clearancing these existing corded um, foil pens. So I got them at a good time, like for a really good price. And so if you are thinking about this at all, this is a good time to get these before they discontinue. I don't know if they're discontinuing them, but why are all of these places putting them on clearance? So I looked at the new ones and you have to have two AAA batteries to operate them. The other thing is they are not designed to work in electronic cutting machines. 
which is a major drawback from the ones that are corded. Those can be used in a Cricut and a Silhouette machine. And so even in a Brother Scan and Cut too. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I just don't, you know, I don't think they should discontinue the ones that will work in electronic cutting machines. And I like the versatility of the ones I got because you can also use them as a pen and trace over stamped designs. You can use it as a pen um, because they're corded because they heat up and then they, you know, you draw them on top of the foil, which is on top of a cardstock and they create beautiful um, foil designs um, onto your card. So yeah, that's, um, I'm kind of playing around with that. And I thought I would just give you some information because these new cordless ones um, are out there. They're in stores. They're brand new. Uh, and they're, they're designed very differently. They're a little taller and narrower and are made like a pen to be used only by hand. And, uh, they, they come with, um, the tips now are detachable. So instead of a separate pen for each size, like the one I, I just got, um, they have a fine tip and a regular tip interchangeable with the one pen. So actually, if you've gotten this cordless one already, you can let me know um, how, how, how it's working for you and how you like it. Uh, and if you have the, um, the one that I just got with the cords that with the USB at the ends, and you've used those, um, let me know how you like those as well. You can email me info at makeanddecorate.com. You can reach me on Instagram. Um, so yeah, let me know. Okay, so today is the premiere of my very first video podcast. And my guest is Andra Walker. So when I was editing this, I realized that I could not detach the audio and save it as an audio file. And this is really just tech talk that I don't need to go into detail about, but that's basically what happened. I'm sure there is a way that I could have found out on how to do this. Um, but uh, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to leave the video podcast, a video podcast, and that is on my YouTube channel, Stephanie Socha, S-O-C-H-A, and Stephanie with a P-H. So go to my YouTube channel. I will put a link in the show notes, and um, there will be a full hour-long video podcast with me and Andra Walker. We recorded this in January, early January, before she started her YouTube channel. So we talk about that, where she's thinking of doing it. And and she did it. She's had several videos out already. So um, yeah, it's really cool. So don't forget to also check out Andra's YouTube channel as well at Andra Makes. But um, be sure to check out my video podcast. And on my YouTube channel, you can put comments right there, um, right below the video. So I welcome all of your comments. 
I'd like to know what you think um, and if you liked it and so forth. So um, yeah, check it out and I hope you enjoy it. I did this audio part of the podcast just as audio. Um, so, and, and maybe you only want to hear the audio and you don't want to see the video. I don't know. People, people have preferences, so I understand that. But for those of you who want to see the video one, go to my YouTube channel, Stephanie Socha. Uh, so I thank Andrew, Andrew, Andra so much for willing to be my very first, uh, guest on a video podcast. Um, I haven't done it before, so um, but uh, surprisingly, it, everything worked out really beautifully. I did notice this is just myself, <laughs> myself um, critique is that I I have I was looking down a lot, but I was looking at my notes, so I kept looking at my notes and kind of prepared myself for you know carrying <laughs> the conversation on. Um, but so that's something I've got to work on is to look directly into the camera a little bit more. Um, I mean, I obviously have to look down sometimes and I would have to write down notes of things that she was uh, talking about that I want to put into the show notes. Um, but I really like this video. I love our conversation. We have, um, there's a lot of us just chatting, but there also are some um, visual aids, I call them, where she shows the hoodie she makes, she shows other things. And we both do a little segment where we show um, some of our favorite notions in our sewing rooms. I also left in a part that I was thinking of, you know, you would normally remove this. It's kind of um, sort of a bloopery part where I have to um, get up for Cooper. Uh, but it was kind of funny. So I just left it in. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And um, I am very excited for you to check it out and to see it. All right. And I want to shout out at my patrons. Um, thank you so much for your continued support. And uh, a new patron has joined the group. Thank you very much, Donna, uh, for your support and welcome. And anyone who wants uh, an extra episode every month, check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash make and decorate. All right, so that will be the end of this audio podcast. Um, I hope that you enjoy the weekend ahead and that you have a lot of creative things that you um, will work on and want to do. Um, and uh, I will but talk to you next time. All right, take care, everybody. Bye-bye. If you would like a bonus episode every month, become a patron and support the Make and Decorate podcast show at my Patreon page, Make and Decorate. The Make and Decorate podcast is produced and edited by Stephanie Socha. For photos, links, and more from this episode, visit my podcast page at makeanddecorate.com.